Okay, welcome to episode 29 of the Cybersecurity Happy Hour podcast. I am your host, Christy. I'm the Principal Cybersecurity Consultant at Intex IT. I am very excited to welcome our special guest for today's episode. I'm really, really excited. And the topic really today is the cybersecurity ecosystem at Diamantic Blockchain. And my guest today is Arijit Biswas, the Chief Technical Officer at Diamante Blockchain. A warm welcome to you. I'm very, very pleased to welcome you, Pascal Arijit. Thanks, Christy. Pleasure is all mine. Thanks for having me on your podcast today. Pleasure. Oh, oh brilliant. Brilliant. I'm so happy to for you, be here. Okay, so I'm just going to just introduce yourself to our listeners. Just give a brief information about yourself and your role at Diamante Blockchain. Uh, audible? Uh, uh, yes. Audible. Yeah, yeah, great. So, uh, Christy, I'm uh, heading the technology department for Diamante, and it's been like close to four years being associated with Diamante. And there are various technology stacks, starting from the fintech uh, journey, uh, including of payments rails and uh, various uh, decentralized app on the top of our native network that is Diamond Net. And apart from that, we are also hosting various uh, decentralized applications for leading financial institutions that comprises of banks, uh, wealth management institutions, portfolio institutions, and uh, leading exchanges. And uh, apart from that, we have a very strong presence in diamond industries where we are being strongly collaborated with with, uh, leading diamond industries in handling their options platforms, which comprises of implementation of augmented reality, uh, artificial intelligence, and blockchain. So thank you. So I think a a lot of people uh, today are familiar with blockchain and familiar with cryptocurrencies, I think those currencies but really what exactly is diamante blockchain so what is it well how does yours differ or what similarities um so uh i'll just give a bit of an uh overview of how we initiated uh the diamante net so diamante net is uh a layer two uh, network uh that initiated from its native blockchain that is stella in 2018 and we uh, like we evolved from there onwards in adding uh, different uh, additional security features and apart from that handling uh, the transaction latency and overall scalability of the network. So that was our prime uh, agenda in the term of restructuring the blockchain network for handling uh, various financial transactions, payments and cross-border uh, uh, like cross-border use cases. Uh, so this is how the inception happened. And uh, if we talk about more in detail about how blockchain diff- diamond net differs from uh, the existing blockchain networks, as in like Ripple, Stellar, Ethereum, Bitcoin. So uh, diamond net is a <clears throat> uh, it's a, like a four generation network, uh, which works on a federated uh, Byzantine algorithm, and the main consensus is PBFT, that is. Uh, the past practical uh, federated by the fault tolerance algorithm, which is the core consensus mechanism for uh, diamond internet. And it actually is one of the fastest network in the terms of the operational speed or in the terms of the transactional scalability. So if we understand like from how the native network has evolved from the generation by generation, like from first generation to the existing one, 
So the Bitcoin at the earliest, when the transaction got initiated and processed, it was more of like uh, a network uh, transaction would usually take an hour to get it completed and validated. Whereas right now in our network, we can handle uh, almost like 75,000 transactions per second. This is a concurrent transaction I'm talking about, which can be mm-hmm. eventually scalable to a, a level of a million transactions per second. So obviously that gives a huge boost when we talk about a financial payments or transaction that gets processed in any financial institutions comprising of a bank, it comprises of a financial exchanges, uh, maybe for a corporate, uh, who are been in, indulged in various street finance activities. So this is where we okay. uh, differ from the existing one. Sounds very interesting. Now, as you were, we in this podcast we're really interested in, in security and uh, of any application and networks and any really any sort of infrastructure. So, how do you secure your particular technology? So the technology that you use, how secure is it? So as uh, we always understand the blockchain itself as it, it terms itself as one of the secure layer for any cell phone application. Blockchain, it, its more principle is on the terms of immutability and transparency, right? So in that yeah. perspective, yes, Diamond Net is a very secure blockchain network, but it has different layers of security protocols that uh, ensures that the users or the validators or the archivers, the watchers, whoever the stakeholders in the ecosystem of Diamond Net are uh, ensured with a high level of security protocols. Now, the, the, in, in terms of the define, uh, definition of the protocols, we have three layers of protocol definitions, which is one mm-hmm. uh, that gets deployed on the core itself, which is more yeah. on the wallet security for the users. So what happens when a, a user comes into the network or the ecosystem? They need to ensure that they have certain amount of the native digital assets, that is DM. And yeah. in that perspective, they need to have a wallet. This wallet is highly secured using an ECDSA algorithm, which ensures that their private seeds are well protected and that is immutable, that's not hackable by any other uh, hacker or any sort of a malicious activity that can get present in the network. This is the level, level layer one of security. Then now we will get into the, the layer of the services or the API layer. So in that, yeah. we have a different geographical constraint layers, which ensures that only the whitelisted IPs or the whitelisted validators can only ensure a sort of a transaction on the network. So we don't uh, claim or we don't actually entertain the fact that a blockchain, although it's a decentralized in nature, will actually yeah. entertain any person to act as a validator in the system. So for the validators, other archivers, other watchers, whoever want to be a, a, a part of this ecosystem, they need to go through definite checks in the terms of their KYC, yes. their operational checks. So only a registered validators or the stakeholders in the ecosystem place a sort of an activity in the network. So this is the level two of yeah. the security. Now when we mm-hmm. come, uh, come onto the final uh, structure or the API services encryption. So while calling the services of the network, each of the API services has a level of uh, a security map, which, uh, which have a, a client ID, a client security key, which only the registered user in the environment only have. 
So if I'm not a registered an entity of the environment, I will not have that yeah. sort of uh, a key pair to initiate my API calls to the service layer. So in that uh -huh. perspective, automatically you are having a sort of a restrictions to communicate with our uh, network. So this we our network is highly secure. Uh, it, it, it's obviously being a part uh, of a diamond and net of uh, the team. Mm -hmm. I can obviously ensure that the security has been well taken in consideration since we majorly work on the, the payments domain, the financial domains that it, that plays a very key role uh, in the terms of giving the security aspect. That's fantastic. I mean, you now you've mentioned the, the layers of your transactional security because you have mentioned previously that you have over 75,000 um, transactions per second and of course um, it's actually a huge amount of transactions and you've explained what the various layers are and you've specifically actually um, mentioned also the you secure encryption which is which is good news. Do you also use a combination of hash? Is hashing applied with the encryption a secure hash? Definitely, Chris. So the, uh, the hashing is a part of your uh, the layer, the layer mapping. So what we talk about okay. when we talk about an, any algorithm. So the algorithm actually does what it it creates a set of pairs for the yes. transaction thing with process. Now in that perspective, when we have a first level of key that gets generated in the as a wallet pair, we do mm. a two checks. One is what we call a multi-factor check in which the yep. key pairs are get split and they get remapped or rehashed. And second yep. is a concatenation of hashing. So once this key pair has got generated, we concatenate that, um, uh, the, that, uh, the hashed uh, uh, key. And again, we do a rehashing of that key. So actually what happens, mm -hmm. the initial seed is, is never been accessed or never gets uh, like, what should I say, it never gets accessed by any other person or uh, knowledge by any other person because it has been multiple hashed. So in that perspective, okay. there is a multi-level of a hashing for each of the security layers or each uh, set of uh, wallet key pairs. Okay, that sounds extra secure. Okay, I uh, believe that to confirm this, what is your levels of testing? What do you, how do you test it? Is, is it the initial stage during the quality uh, assurance stage? or do you do on, uh, on third-party pen testing um, basis? Um, so in terms of testing, so there are obviously there are three different stages of testing. What, as you just said, stated that the pen testing or the penetration testing or vulnerability testing. So each yes. layer, so if I talk about on a network perspective, we do obviously go with a, a deep level of penetration testing and a vulnerability testing on a frequent basis, yeah. like maybe like accordingly a weekly basis, or maybe sometimes it's a monthly basis, but we do have yeah. a runtime check for uh, handling that sort of uh, test purposes. For the mm -hmm. application also, we do need to ensure that what is the amount of uh, like the API threads that is getting counted? What is the bandwidth that our, our network is handling? Maybe uh, you will be aware that very recently Solana as a blockchain that has recently got sloshed because of a huge pool of transaction actually hit the network and that become a, an issue for that. So the network collapsed. So in terms of uh, a higher amount, we do also do a, a rigorous test, what we call a yes. sanity test. 
testing of the API services layers. And uh -huh. apart from that, you also do a more of a load balancing uh, testing of uh, the serviceless layers. With the load balancing, of course, then you, that, that obviously reduces the, bot uh, the bottlenecks. Obviously, if you reduce the bottlenecks, then the denial service kind of attack will not, will not happen. Okay, that's, that is really good to know. Okay, now you've talked a lot about the server side security. What about the client side? What, what are you responsible for the client side security or does the client take what responsibility is passed to the client? What are the risk parts? Uh, yeah, that is one of uh, the most interesting question, I guess, that, that needs to be addressed. Now, uh, yes. handling the security of a client or the end user becomes very much challenging because anyways, we can't have a control on their wallets. Once a wallet gets issued, it becomes very much important for the clients to understand the nitty-gritty of the security that they need to put forward, right? So while yeah. we don't have any sort of an access to the security keys of the wallets that okay. gets generated, it, it is entirely depends on the user, how well they want to protect their seeds or the secret keys, uh, whether that they want to preserve in their cold wallet or they want to store in their uh, USB drives or in their hard disk yes. or within the cloud environment. It entirely depends on them. So we don't have any sort of a control or any sort of an access. Choices left to the end user. Um, to secure their wallet however they wish. And they secure it, if they don't secure it at all, they, it gets hacked or then I suppose the, respond, the risk is on them really. To an extent, yes. We uh -huh. do uh, a, obviously a check at the time of the transaction. So for example, you yeah. are having a diameter wallet. Now at the time of processing a transaction, it becomes very important that the client yes. passes their secret key, right? Now, uh, most of the time, what uh, happens that the secret key, uh, like uh, being a, a user, you might have actually shared your secret key with your colleagues or your friends, your family members. Uh, and in and that perspective, yeah. this key might sometimes actually get used anonymously or in, in a malicious way. But uh, uh, in the terms of transaction, apart from the security key, we also ensure a multi-layer validation. Like okay. you're transacting, and you have to you have to pass any sort of a challenging answer to or maybe like a, a, a like a two factor otp you have to pass or maybe you have to answer a riddle at the time of uh, initiating a transaction which ensures that yeah. you are the exact user of that wallet you are the owner of that wallet and you are only facilitating that sort of a transaction now post of which once the transaction gets processed we don't have any sort of a control that is uh, it, it gives uh, us an impression that if you have yeah. that answer of that riddle or you have that OTP of your validation along with the secret key, you are the owner of the transaction. Of course. So in that, yeah. So this is the only check that we as, uh, in the terms of the network uh, security, we ensure to be placed in the terms of services of the transactions. If the end user shares a private key and also the details of the multi-factor authentication, then obviously is on them. But on your side, where I suppose the public keys are stored on your, your servers, if they have the private key? The public keys, yes. Then, they, yes, the public keys are stored on the network. Uh, and yes. those are like hashed multiple times. Yeah. Uh, so they are well secured in, in the core of the network. Now, one question you talk about hashing, um, you haven't answered yet, is that 
So it's the hash, secure hash, because we have uh, many forms of hashing uh, technology and some are strong and some are like Swiss cheese. So is the hash secure, secure hash as well? Yes, definitely. So we don't follow a single algorithm. So at the time of yeah. rehashing, we have a different set of an algorithm. So it becomes effectively very strong uh, yeah. for only the internal stakeholders to understand. But for the external yeah. stakeholders or external users, they will never be able to understand what are the sort of algorithms that have been implemented at the time of hashing. So for example, okay. if you have a hashing mechanism maybe of an uh, SHA-256 or maybe a 512, only that yeah. is the hashing uh, algorithm that you are implementing on the other time of hashing mechanism, it becomes easy yeah. for maybe uh, an ethical hacker or uh, maybe a spoofer to estimate and to just decrypt it. But That's right. what if your hashing algorithms is, is a combination of maybe like one or two or maybe of multiple algorithms, then it becomes yes. very challenging. It becomes very tough. And so that is what we have implemented. And that is the way we ensure the security of the transaction. Oh, fantastic. Also, I thought that what your answers are very, very reassuring to those who are definitely using a diamantic blockchain. Now, you've mentioned again, you've talked about your three levels of application checks. And you've talked about the periodic testing of your apps on, on your networks. Now, is there anything else you would like to add before we round up? Um, so, yes, as at the initiation when we had a discussion and you stated that whether we the testing that is done is entirely done through our end or is there inside of a third party auditor who does validate that yes. kind of uh, a security checks? Yes, we do that. Yes. Obviously, our testing reports are gets revalidated by the leading uh, testing uh, assurance uh, companies or the validators, which I should say. So they do yeah. a periodic checks on the reports that get generated yeah. on our environment. And accordingly, they keep us suggesting what should be this next step forward, which can ensure more of a scalable uh, ecosystem, more of a secure ecosystem for the end users. Mm -hmm. So we okay. are more of centric to the security of the network. Mm -hmm. Uh, that yeah. should ensure the financial stability of the end user in our ecosystem. And apart from that, having a leverage of the security of what we call the next-gen blockchain. So that is our okay. agenda in handling this. There is also segregation, which kind of uh, provides some kind of defense in depth. Good, yeah. uh, because then it secures, I mean, uh, one aspect, if there is any vulnerabilities. Now, you mentioned again, um, I was coming back to the testing. Once some, because some you do identify, no system is 100% perfect. Once you find weaknesses, um, the third party auditors have, have written a report. Do you act on the findings or what is the process of that? Or do you retest just to, for that final verification? So, Christy, like when we talk about a security in terms of scalability, both of the system, yeah. both of the things can't work on parallel uh, in an ecosystem. If you want to have yeah. more of a secure architecture, then automatically you are to an extent compromising the scalability because there are multiple process of security layers yeah. that puts for implemented in the network. So we, in terms, obviously, when we have implemented such of a secure layer, we do understand that there are some bottlenecks or weakness that needs to be addressed 
in the scalability yes. of the network. That is the only reason we said it's 75,000 TPS. And that can only be scaled to a million transactions per second. And we are still doing more of a research where we can actually yes. create an environment to elaborate that to a next level of a, a concurrent transactions. So this is one of the issues or a weakness we are still addressing. Our team is constantly working in handling that sort of uh, issue and addressing to the challenges, get that things resolved. Uh, we are targeting maybe uh, by 2023, we will be having that issues resolved and we'll come up with the, mm -hmm. the further updates and patches on the network. So I've been talking to, I've been speaking to uh, Arijit Biswas, the Chief Technical Officer at Diamantic Blockchain. And is, uh, uh, some of the key takeaways on, on this, off the podcast is to discuss the security and performance at Diamond Blockchain. Uh, we discussed uh, the security levels and the encryptions, um, especially on the wallet security, the network process, and um, also what people are really interested today is, of course, how your if multi-factor authentication is enforced and which is and your different levels of application checks i'm so glad that you were our guest uh, today do you have any closing words and if anyone wants to connect with you how can they find you um so obviously we um you can directly connect me on my linkedin profile uh that is rgpswas85 that's my linkedin profile you can obviously get that and I'll connect accordingly. That is one way. Apart from that, if you're interested in connecting me on my email, uh, my email ID is arijit at the You can just drop an email and I'll obviously try to address to your queries or concerns at the earliest. And uh, as a closing note for yes. the system, I can just say a blockchain is just uh, like, what should I say? It's, it's beyond a notion. It's, the future technology. So for the people who are aspiring to learn, I should say it is a right time. You can just put your pedals very strong, give your time to learn uh, this wonderful technology. It has a potential, it should. it is what we are saying. It's a web 3.2 as a generation of technology. So keep learning, stay foolish, stay happy. That is what I should conclude as my note. Thank you. So that wraps up this episode for today. Thank you uh, for listening. Until next time. If you love this episode of the Cybersecurity Happy Hour podcast, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chrissy. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.